the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the founder and general overseer of the Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. A very warm good evening to you. It's a joy to come your way tonight with God's word. I trust that your day has been great. and I believe that God is set for you, you tonight. So I want you to open up your heart, open up your spirit to be ready to receive from God. One word from God is able to change your life and reposition. The Bible says, forever, O Lord, thy word is set up. Open up your heart, begin to prepare your heart, speak to God. Wherever you are, if you're alone, you can begin to pray in tongues, speak in the spirit, and charge up yourself. We give you praise, Jehovah. Thank you, Spirit of God. We bless you, Lord, for this week. Thank you for all that you've done so far. And thank you for what you are yet to do in the week for us. We honor you and we bless you tonight. In Jesus' matchless name. Amen. I want you to start a watch party if you're on Facebook, if you're on YouTube. Also, you can share the link with some other people so they can also be blessed. Tonight, we are going to continue our series of teaching, which we are broadly captioned, Followers. Of God. Come with me to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Thank you, Spirit of God, for utterance tonight. Thank you for your help. Thank you that this meeting is blessed. Thank you that every hearer shall be touched and transformed by your word. In Jesus' much less name. Amen. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. That is where I caption or I got my running theme from followers of god ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 and 2 be therefore followers of god so we are looking at followers of god and this is followers of god part two and we want to finish what we started are you a follower or you are a fan are you a follower or you are a fan last week i sought to establish the fact that if you look at the life of jesus during his early ministry he attracted a lot of people what he wanted, the people that he chose and appointed were the people he called the disciples. The Bible says that he went onto a mountain and after he had prayed, he came down from the mountain and he chose 12 people that they should be with him. And Jesus would have loved to choose a lot of people like that. He wanted people because the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. He needed more people to work with. But that notwithstanding, the only hands he could get to effectively assist him in executing his task where the tour many people came but not many people were willing to work with him many people came but not many people had a disposition the character the attitude required in order for him to work with them and so we see that and i established the fact that in life wherever you find yourself you always find yourself surrounded by two groups of people those who are followers and those who are fans 
this is an era where because of internet we have a lot of followers everybody on facebook wants to command attention everybody on instagram wants to command attention so people compare they check their sites people go to video uh, uh, youtube sites they, they put a video there they want to see how many people have watched it they want to see how many people they fo uh, are following them or how many people are following the person they they are so much in love with so we establish that followers can best be described as the disciples followers are people who identify with the vision and the mission of a course they identify with the vision they are all out to pursue it when you look at jesus everywhere he went the disciples were with him when he went he wanted to pray he went with them but if you look at the other side the multitudes were different they were not available every time when the weather was good they were available when the weather was difficult they were not too comfortable with it and that is how life is so we realize that at the point in time jesus had to send the multitudes away and we established that he sent them away come with me to matthew chapter 14 verse 22 matthew 14 22 and straight away jesus constrained his disciples take note of the word constraint to constrain is to force to constrain is to compel constraint is to cause someone to do something against his will in the original text and the bible said he forced them to go into a ship and then he sent the multitudes away and i established the fact that if you look at the fact that jesus came saying that of all that the father have given him they will come to him john chapter 6 verse 37 all that the father has given him will come to me and for those who come to me i will in no wise cast out so if jesus really meant that then it was a bit some way for him to ask the multitudes to go away he sent them away the bible said he sent them away the english doesn't bring out the meaning very well but the original text says he dismissed them or he divorced them he relieved them he said i don't need you anymore i've had enough of you go your way so the bible said jesus sent the multitudes away he sent the fans away while he constrained the followers to go with him into a ship and i said that the, if you look at the life of followers followers are generally uh, fans generally come with a number of characteristics and we've been trying to establish a few of them last week i walked you through three of them and tonight i hope to bring it to a close so that next week uh we will begin the the the, the journey proper where we'll be exploring some people that were great followers of god and what lessons we can pick up from them that's that's what the teaching really is about but i'm just using this as a way of introducing it so we said that fans have some characteristics that makes them different from followers jesus sent the multitudes away while he constrained the disciples and it's because of the characteristics the multitudes presented if you look at the ministry of jesus the multitudes came with a certain attitude they had a certain character disposition that made it very difficult for jesus to go all the way with them and we said that amongst many things fans and i'm using the letter c so you can remember so in both cases i try as much as possible to use c to help you remember Said so number one fans like to be called but they hate to be chosen fans like to be called they like to be called i am this they like to be called i'm a leader when they are not doing the job they like to be called a pastor 
when they are not living like a pastor. They like to be called a Christian when they are not living as such. So fans like to be called. They like titles. They like names. They like fame. But they don't want to be chosen when it comes for you to a time where you are needing someone or you really want someone to do something for you. The fans are not available to do it. When you are winning, they are available to cheer you up. But when things are tough, fans are not available. That's how fans are. And you need to understand, if you're a leader, you need to know who is a fan around you. Who is a fan around you? I mean, in these times, there are people who literally have abandoned their churches, abandoned their pastors. Some people, since this incident even came, some of them have never even called their pastors once to even check out, oh, pastor, I'm calling to greet you and find out how you are doing. Some of them have just left. You, you will hear them. When you even call them, you are not able to reach them. You don't have to worry yourself about them. You just need to understand that it's part and parcel of the job. You don't have to. When they come, embrace them. If you're a pastor and you are becoming bitter at some of your members, this is not the time to be so. Love them. That is what you are called to do. So, fans like to be called, but they don't like to be chosen. Fans like to be called. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. And I establish the fact that if you look at the fact that the, the harvest is plentiful, God would rather want to have more people and not less people. So fans like to be called, but they don't like to be chosen. But of course, if you have a lot of people called and you, they are not willing to do what you are, you are, they are expected to do, even if you choose them, you are not going far with whatever you are pursuing. Number two, fans like connection without commitment they like connection so if you have a fan around you he likes to be connected to you they want to uh, identify with you they want to identify with your brand they want to be associated with you but they don't want to be committed to you and there are people like that in churches in businesses where they are just around they are they come around just for what they can get but they are not ready to be committed in any way so in the church you can find people who are around but they are not committed they come for the word and then they go they come for prayer and they go some people literally just have turned some pastors into prayer machines so they call them when they need prayer but they are not committed to god there are many christians who are just connected they are connected to god in name they are connected to a church in name but they are not committed in any way commitment is very important this is a generation where commitment, the word commitment is something that comes very difficult across to many people. That's what we said. So fans like to be connected, but they don't want to be committed. Now, number three, we said that fans like to consume without contributing. In the same spirit, they like to consume without contributing. If you look at the ministry of Jesus, every time the multitudes came, it was just to take. They came to take, they came to take. If you go through all the references above, you see that most, almost all cases, they, they were either sick, needing healing, they were either hungry, needing food. That's about all. Fans always like to consume. They don't like to contribute. Now, people like that, I'm sure that even in your own circle of friends, you have friends who are just there to consume. Every time there's something to consume, they are around. But when you need something, when you need the assistance in one area or the other, you see that they begin to come up with the excuses. Those are fans, and you must know them. You see, it's supposed to help you. This teaching is supposed to help you understand 
this introduction actually is just supposed to help you to understand the various groups of people around you because when you understand people you are better able to relate with them you are not disappointed when uh, they disappoint you or you are not disappointed when they behave like the way they are expected to behave i understand fans as a pastor over the years i've grown to understand who is a fan and who is a follower and i'm always concerned about i'm, I'm always looking out for followers i relate with fans i love fans and they are great people at a certain time you need them around you but they are not people that you can depend on you can count on and you must know them there are people around you friends and uh, sometimes even family alike some of them you you can't count on them and you must know that these people this person i can't count on him so that in the event that the person disappoints you you know how to move on some people have become so bitter and they've marred certain relationships that shouldn't have been mad simply because they, they they didn't understand some of these principles so fans like to consume without contributing tonight we want to continue fans like to be comforted but they hate to be corrected fans like to be comforted they don't like to be corrected they hate it correction is so difficult for this generation but you must understand that in god's scheme of things in god's programming in the way god develops people Correction is a vital part of it. If you hate correction, you are not likely to go far in life. Life is such that you have to learn how to receive correction, embrace it, and move on. Because after correction, comfort comes. But if you live a life where you are never corrected, you will never fulfill your true potential. And not many people even have the courage to correct you. That's why you must be thankful every time God puts people around you or put you it brings you in contact with people who are not afraid of you maybe your gifts your money or whatever position you have in life and when you air they can look at you boldly in the face and tell you my brother you this you did this and that and that and that i'm sure is not helpful the way you are talking to your wife you have to be mindful it may not help your marriage the way you are managing your business you have to be careful it may not help your your future the way you are spending you need to be mindful the future is at stake now you need somebody who can speak into your life boldly you need it and when you get one or two of such persons in your life you better thank god for them because it is in as much as it's difficult for you to receive correction it is equally difficult in my position as a pastor and as a leader it's equally difficult to have to correct people particularly because you can't even tell how they might, they might receive it how they might perceive it how they might interpret as a pastor i've corrected people and their interpretation of it in my quest to help them the way they interpreted it i mean the feedback was so bad and if i didn't understand some of these things i would have just gone the other way that okay let me just leave him to perish but you know so it's important appreciate the fact that fans like to be comforted but they hate to be corrected if you look at the ministry of jesus the person he corrected sharply he gave him very sharp correction very hot the hottest of rebuke from christ went to peter and peter ended up becoming the leader of a church because he had you see when god has his eye on you he will take you through a lot of process. He will seek to shape your character. So sometimes when you are working or you are around a certain leader and he gives you a lot of correction, it's uncomfortable, but 
you never know. I'm sure that when Peter was getting corrected, being called Satan at a point in time and all of that, he didn't really understand what was going on. But Jesus, in his mind, knew that this guy, he has the potential. With all the weaknesses he has, if I'm able to be patient and with him and work on him, and then be able to shape him, he will become the finest guy. And you saw how Peter became. On the day of Pentecost, he stood and defended the gospel without faith. That was Peter. And it was because he had allowed himself to be groomed. He had allowed himself to be trained. He had allowed himself to be taught. Are you teachable? Are you open to wise counsel? Or you are full of yourself? You are so full of yourself, nobody can actually speak to you. Your pastor cannot speak to you. Friends cannot speak to you. Family cannot speak to you. Maybe because by reason of a certain accomplishment in life. Listen, no matter where you have reached in life, there are still higher heights and there are deeper seas. And if you must get there, you need to constantly be improving your game. You must constantly be working on yourself to improve yourself, enhance your skill, your, your, the way you speak with people, the way you hang out with people, the way you talk to people. All of these are vital if you want to get into certain heights in life. And that is why you need to be very open and receptive to correction. That's critical. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5 to 11. The Living Bible. He said, have you forgotten? Have you quite forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you? He said, he said, my son, don't be angry when the Lord punishes you or corrects you. You can give the uh, New Living Translation if you have it. Don't be discouraged when he has to show you where you are wrong. For when he punishes you, it proves that he loves you. And then, when he whips you, it proves that you are really, really his child. A disciple is not above his master. Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. And so it's important that you open yourself up for correction. Number five, fans like the conquest. Fans like conquest. Conquest means victory. But they hate the combat. They like the victory. They like celebrations. That's it. So when you become a celebrity, all of a sudden, a lot of people like you. A lot of people want to identify with you. That's why celebrities, those or, or so-called, usually have a large following. They, they like to identify with fame. They like to identify with glory. But they hate the combat that produces the glory. And you must understand that for every glory, there is a story behind it. For every glory, there is a story. And usually the story that produces the glory, they are usually not nice stories. They are usually not nice stories. And when the story is being uh, formed or the story is being made, during that process, usually the people who come to share in the glory, they are not available. It's important. Fans like the conquest, but they hate the combat. Let me tell you something. It's only in the dictionary where success comes before work. It's only in the dictionary where gain comes before pain. It's only in the dictionary where we get before we give. In real life, it's not like that. In real life, you have to sow before you harvest. In real life, you have to go through a season of pain before a gain comes. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, taught no robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. And, to, and came 
down upon the earth and took upon himself the form of a man and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death. He came from glory, descended down to earth, and took upon him shame and reproach, went to the cross, and endured the worst of shames. The Bible says in verse 9, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him, and given him a name above every name. Before Jesus could be given a name above every name, he had to go through that process. And if you go through scripture and you go through many biographies or autobiographies of people who are there or who have made it, people who have broken through and you are aspiring to be like them, their story is almost always the same. There is always a season of pain before gain. There's a season of giving before getting. The Bible said, be not deceived whatsoever a man soweth, the same he shall reap. In scripture, sowing comes before reaping. He says, seed time and harvest. But in our generation, a lot of people, they, are, they, they just want to reap. And people are reaping and reaping. This, this hunger and appetite to want to reap has led people to so many weird places. Because they want to reap, even where they've not sown. God's favor can bring you into a place or a season where, by reason of his favor, you get to reap certain things. But even that one, before that season comes, you would have sown in one way or the other, in some other areas. You would have sown character, you would have sown kindness, you would have sown something. That is a law. And laws are not things that you break. You break a law, your life is broken. It's always important that we appreciate that that is how God designed life to be. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 11 verse 12, it said, And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violence taken it by force. He says, fight the good fight of faith. So that's what life is. Life is war. Life is a fight. Life is a battle. If you are born again, you have an advantage, but it will not spare you from fighting. You will still have to fight. God gave the, promise, the, the, the promised land to the children of Israel, but they still needed to fight the giants. And if you are not ready to fight with giants, you are not likely to take your cana. And it's important. So may the grace of God to be a fighter rest upon you. Don't just be a fan. Fans like conquest. They like celebrations, but they don't like the combat. Every conquest is always preceded by a combat. The Bible says, For wrestle not against flesh and blood, so spiritually, there's a combat. Physically, in your business, you will come across people who are giants in the field. And you may think that God doesn't want you in the business. But it's simply because you are not ready to fight for your place. God has given, I like what the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 24. It says, Arise, take up your journey and pass over the river and behold, I have given to thy hand Sihon the Amorite, the king of Hezbon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. I mean, he says, I've given you. That's, it's almost like a paradox. God says, I've given him to you and the land. He says, begin to possess it and contend with him in battle. God has given it to you, but you still need to contend with it. And there's a lot of us who are allowing Satan to take advantage of us. God has given you health. The finished work of Christ on the cross guarantees you perfect health. Sickness and disease must not ravage your body. COVID-19 must not be able to take you before your time. Why? Because by redemption, your position has changed. 
you are high you you live in elevated place you are far above principalities including COVID 19. but when you don't tap into this by faith and by revelation you'll be walking in fear the bible said they know not neither do they understand they walk on in darkness all the foundations of the earth are out of course i have said you are gods and all of you are children of the musa it takes faith so you need to fight the fight of faith and for faith to work you must exercise it you must develop it you must build it so that in the day of adversity you'll be able to stand i see you winning in the day of adversity i see you standing in the day of adversity number six fans desire the crown but they detest the cross fans desire the crown but they detest the cross look at a number of times i mean it's it, it's amazing the multitudes and the disciples they, they, they were very interested matthew chapter 5 verse 1 seeing the multitudes and seeing the multitude he went up into a mountain and when he was set his disciples came unto him on the mountain now follow these few readings because of the time that's why i'm not doing much reading but you see seeing the multitude, the bible said jesus went up into the mountain and when he was set on the mountain look at the people who went to him the disciples went to him when jesus went to the mountains the disciples went the followers went to the mountain with him but let's look at matthew 8 verse 1 and when he was come down from the mountain great multitudes followed him that's the multitudes the multitudes desire the crown but they hate the cross they don't like it when he was climbing the mountain the difficult job doing the dirty job doing the praying job doing the fasting job only the disciples came but when he descended with power and glory immediately the multitudes came the multitudes came you have to be able to evaluate your life when you are going through a challenging time who are the people around you the friends your friends do they call you do they send you text message do they make time to visit you some of those people you call friends are actually fans they are not friends they are not uh, they are not people you should be wasting your time on at all that's what the multitudes were doing when jesus is climbing the mountain they are not waiting but when he descends immediately they come look at uh, luke chapter 5 verse 15 but so much the more went there a fame abroad of him and great multitudes came when his fame went the multitudes came when the fame went the multitudes came when the fame went the multitudes came that's how they were relating with him matthew chapter 9 verse 31 to 33 but they when they were departed spread abroad his fame in all the country and as they went behold they brought to him dumb and possessed with a devil and when the devil was cast out the dumb spake and the multitudes marvel say it was never so seen in israel that is a multitudes 31 to 33 it was never so seen in israel they they, they were happy every time jesus performed miracles they were happy they were excited but what makes the miracles what was producing the miracles every time jesus wanted to embark on any of that they were not available that is the life of fans fans like to climb the ladder of success number seven but they lack the character required to sustain it fans like to climb the ladder of success but lack the character required to sustain it you must understand that character is vital is foundational for enduring success 
for you to experience success, be it in your marriage, be it in your business, be it in your ministry. Character is foundational. The Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. But fans, fans like to climb the ladder of success, but they lack the character. And that is why the higher you want to go, the lower you must go down. I like it when in the book of Ephesians, the Bible said, he that ascended was the same that descended. So if you want to ascend, you must descend. If you want to become great, the Bible said you must serve. If you want to be high, the Bible says you must be a servant. The chief must be the slave. That is a kingdom way. You may not like it, but that's how it works. And you until you orient yourself, you change your mentality to embrace kingdom concept. There's no way you can enjoy kingdom blessings. That's how it works. So develop your character. Spend time on your character. Work on your temper. Work on your manners. Work on yourself. If you want to climb high, and you know, that is the place God has ordained for you. God has not ordained small places for you. You are ordained as a light. You are ordained as a salt of the earth. That is your ordained place. By redemption, that's where you belong. By redemption, you are supposed to be above the high places of the earth. But you won't climb there without character. Even if you climb there without character, you will fail. Imagine if the, uh, Joseph had given in to the pressure from Potiphar's, Potiphar's wife. He would not have become the prime minister at all. And even if he had become the, it would have been a permanent blunder in his uh, career. I pray that the Lord will help you. I pray that the grace of God will rest upon you. I pray that you would, if you are a fan, I mean, but now you, 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 you know whether you are a fan or you are a follower. If you are a fan, I pray that you will switch camp. You know, it's never too late. The good thing about God is that he always, every time we are alive, he gives us an opportunity to make better choices, better decisions. And one of the finest choices you can make in this season is to become a follower. Are you just connected to God? Are you just uh, serving God when things are fine? Or even in the worst of time, you still commit, you are still devoted to God. That's what we are talking about here. I pray that the grace of God rests upon you. I pray that the anointing of God will empower you. I pray that as you make the quality decision to change camp, the grace of God rests upon you. If you are already a follower and the pathway is becoming challenging, I pray that the grace of God will help you to go to the full length and obtain the resource. The Bible said, they that run in the race, run all, but one receive the prize. May you run to receive the prize. May you run to win the race. May you run until that which is yours comes to you. So it shall be in your life. You are blessed. Bow down your head wherever you are and pray. I don't know how this word came to you, what it means to you, but I want you to pray and ask God, if you are a fan and you need to change, come ask for the grace to make that necessary choice or make that decision and then ask for grace to carry you through. If you are also a follower and it's becoming challenging, the Bible said God is able to make all grace abound. Open your mouth and ask God that his grace will abound towards you. His strength will be made perfect in your weakness. And if you are tuning at this time, you are not born again. Uh, that's where it starts from. You must become a follower. The Bible said Jesus called them and said, follow me and I will make you. Next week, we'll be looking at people that were made because they were followers. If you want to be made in life, you must follow. You must be a follower. If you want to be made in any area of life, that's where we are going next week. You must be a follower. God only makes followers. 
and we'll be looking at men because that's what the Bible says. One way we follow, we, are, we, we follow God is by following people who have followed God well. And that's what we will be exploring. We'll be exploring a few of such people starting from next week. And I pray that the, the rest of the series will remain a great blessing to you. If you are not born again, pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you today for the opportunity to hear your word. Admit I'm not saved. And by your name, I am saved. He said, whosoever calls on your name shall be saved. Today, I call on you as my Savior and my Lord. I believe in my heart that you died for me. Thank you for saving me and making me your own. In Jesus' name, I receive grace to live for you and to honor you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Spirit of God. We bless you for their lives. And thank you for everyone who was tuned into this broadcast. Let your blessing and your grace rest upon everyone. If you pray that prayer, please send us a mail, send us a WhatsApp. Let's be in touch so we can help you in your journey with God. The Lord bless you. Pastor Afraqua has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also visit our website, www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our celebration services. 7 a.m. first service, 8.30 a.m. second service, and 10 a.m. our third service. And on Wednesdays for our discovery service at 6 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanama Ejekuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa's Runabout, Kumasi. God richly bless you.